0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text message comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the last couple of weeks you heard a little bit about tolerance and how Christians have a different view on many of things compared to the rest of the world. When the world calls for tolerance of certain actions or behaviors, it it means that they want everyone to not only accept those actions and behaviors, it also means that they want them to celebrate them. Because the world is proud of all of these things, and you should be too. And here's a picture of what you can imagine the world looks like when everything is going right. And everyone is accepting and tolerant of everyone else's actions and behaviors. And no one is bringing up any other ideas or beliefs that go against what the world is trying to promote. But if you happen to speak out or speak up against something that the world wants you to tolerate and promote, then that picture can quickly change to this one. And if you know the movie Alice in Wonderland, you know that the Queen of Hearts would famously say, off with their heads. And that is certainly a fitting phrase when we look at the Gospel reading for today. Jesus had come along and began healing the sick and casting out demons, and the people wondered how he was able to do these things. And some of them thought that it was John the Baptist who had been raised. Herod believed that Jesus was the resurrected John. And then we learn the story about John's beheading. And it was all about intolerance, if you will. You see, Herod had persuaded Herodias to leave her husband for him. That husband, Philip, was Herod's half-brother. But marriage to one's brother's wife, while the brother was still living, was forbidden in the law of Moses, and that's what John the Baptist called Herod out on. Herodias wanted John dead because of this, but Herod knew that the people viewed John as a prophet, so he did not have him killed until the day comes when he isn't given a choice. That's because, that's because at Herod's birthday party, Herodias' daughter dances so beautifully for him and all of the guests that he promised to give her whatever she asked for, up to half his kingdom. She then goes to her mother and asks what she should ask for. And her mother tells her, probably without wasting any time, to ask for the head of John the Baptist. And now Herod's stuck, you see. Because he kept John safe all this time, knowing the people considered him a prophet. But he made a promise in front of his guests and to this girl. And to break that promise would be dishonorable. And so for John, it's off with his head. If John would have just been tolerant of Herod and Herodias' marriage, not spoken out against it, he would have still had his head. And as we think about our world today, the message of tolerance is one that expects Christians to be tolerant of them and their beliefs. Yet we also know that it usually does not go both ways. The world wants Christians to be tolerant, which really means that the world doesn't want Christians or the church to speak out against sin like John the Baptist did, to speak out against things that are contrary to God's word. The world doesn't want to be tolerant of Christians and their beliefs. That's why it doesn't go both ways, because those beliefs of Christians of the church are opposed to the ways of the world. And that is the struggle of being a Christian in this world. Because we're called to live in this world, but not to live of the world. We're called to live our lives according to God and his word, and not to the changing and shifting practices of this sin-filled, fallen world. And that's why it's a struggle. Because all of us are sinners. We are born with a sinful nature and we do actual sins, and we are fallen, sinful human beings living in this sin filled, fallen world with other sinners. The easy, natural thing for us to do is to give into the temptations of this world, to conform to the messages, behaviors, and actions of the world. The hard part is not conforming to the world, not giving in to temptation and living according to God's standards and command and will and not the ways of the world. As Matthew says, the gate is wide that leads to destruction and many enter by it. But the gate that leads to eternal life is narrow And only a few enter. And the reality is, none of us on our own can enter through the narrow gate. Because our sinful nature, because of it, we will much more easily walk the wide road rather than take the narrow path. And if we continue to live like this in the world, if we continue to live in sin, to continue to pr- approve of our own sins and the sins of others and not speak the truth of God's word, if we continue to live in the unrepentance of our hearts, our end is destruction. Our end is death. Our end is hell. And you know what? That's exactly what Satan wants. He wants our destruction because that's what he has. And he wants as many people to have what he has. And so Satan's goal is to separate you from Christ. In this, he's just like the Queen of Hearts. Off with the head. That's because the church is a body of believers with Christ as the head of the church and Satan, and the world, and your sinful flesh want to remove the head. They want to remove Christ from the world. They want to remove Christ from your life. They want to cut you off from Christ. They want to take away your faith and thus bring about your destruction. Because a body without a head can't function. A body without a head is dead. And a church without Christ is no longer a church. And what does that mean for all of us in our world today? It means that we are called to live in the world, but not of the world. That living as a Christian in this world is only going to get harder. But there is good news. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart because Christ has overcome the world. He overcame the world. He overcame sin and death and the devil. He died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. For all the times that we cave to the pressures of the world. For all the times that we conform to the ways of the world. For all the times that we walk the wide road that leads to destruction. For all of our sins. He died for them. He nailed them to the cross. He made it possible for us to walk through the narrow gate. And he rose from the dead, proving that he does have the final victory and that we, too, will overcome. He knew that we couldn't go through the narrow gate on our own, and so he took our destruction. He took our death. He took our hell. Christ overcame death and the grave for, and for all who believe, we will, too. We will overcome. Yet while we are still living in this world, we will have trouble. It may mean our life, and it may mean our livelihood. And we should expect and anticipate, as the days continue on, that the world will no longer tolerate the beliefs of Christ, that the world will no longer tolerate Christians, that they will pressure you to conform to the ways of the world by celebrating and promoting sin and forcing you to do the same. And if you won't, Well, then the world will call for your head and do everything they can to cut it off. Now, you do see parts of that around the world. There is certainly persecution of Christians happening all over. Some of it does result in earthly lives being lost. Some of it results in the livelihoods of people being lost. And you can see an example of that just on the other side of the border— when a Christian business owner makes a decision to not celebrate sinful behavior that goes against God's word. For example, not making a wedding cake for a same-sex couple, or a transgendered birthday cake. The result is that this cake shop is sued for their worldly intolerance, and those suing them are trying to take away their ability to no longer be intolerant, wanting to take away their livelihood. Now understand, there is a difference between loving our neighbor and not approving of their sin and turning a blind eye to sin in the name of tolerance. Turning a blind eye to sin is not loving our neighbor. Loving our neighbor is calling out sin as sin because we seek the best for their life. Because we want them all to believe, to know Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection so that they can enter through the narrow gate by faith, so that they can have eternal life. But expect that when we address sin, the world will fire back because it doesn't want to be called out on sin. And so be ready for the attacks. That's why we've been given the Holy Spirit. To be able to love and to be patient and self-controlled and gentle with our neighbor and with the world. And be ready to show them Christ and his love for them. And know that for those who are connected to Christ, nothing can separate us from him. As Paul says in Romans, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? The question is, is there anything that the world can do to cut off the head of the church? Paul goes on, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The answer is no. And Christ has given us his word. He has given us his forgiveness. He has given us baptism. And he has given us the Lord's Supper. And he has given us the Holy Spirit so that we are able to stay connected to him all of the days of our life to keep us on the right path. And if we happen to get off on the wrong path, he graciously and lovingly leads us back to him in repentance, Because he cares about us and our eternity. For those who are in Christ, we are the body. And nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And nothing, nothing can separate us from Christ, who is our head. Off with his head? Not a chance.